Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on December 17th, 2019. Today, more of a typical episode for you. Starting to show off with football. Are you ready for some football? Getting into the heat of uh, the playoff run. So we're going to start with some football. The hot stove has cooled down a little bit. Although we do have some hot stove to talk about. MLB, not going to be as long as last week. So sorry if you enjoyed that MLB talk. Yeah. Tyler's got nothing <laughs> to say. Um, we're also continuing our Decades movie Link, uh, rankings that we've been doing every week this this month. I'm stuttering a lot, Tyler. I was not ready for this intro. It's okay. This week we're doing the top actors slash actresses of the decade. So just actors slash actresses who came into their own, had a good decade. I don't know what the parameters are. We'll see when we get there. A couple good performances maybe. We'll find out. And then finally, uh, we both saw a movie. I didn't know you saw a movie. I thought I was the only one that saw a movie. I did see a movie. So we both saw a movie each. So we're going to review those in a Recommend or not recommend them to you beautiful listeners. Yeah, let's do it. 20, 20, 10, 5, touchdown! High fly ball into right field. She is gone! Alrighty, Tyler, so your team is still playing at the moment as we are recording this. I mean, some would call it playing. 
some would call it shit pumping the uh, Colts and breaking records, Jason. I think it's safe to say the Saints are back in the win column after their shootout loss to the 49ers last week. Uh, up 34-0. Drew Brees, as you mentioned, broke the all-time uh, passing yards. Not passing yards, passing touchdowns record. And uh, About to yeah. have the best p- completion percentage in a game ever. Do we know what that is? I don't know, but he's, he's, again, he's 29 for 30. He has one incompletion on the fucking game. I don't know. Let's look it up. Best completion percentage in a game. Mike Thomas uh, has 12 receptions and is easily on pace to break the single season record on that. Yeah. Beat Marvin Harrison. Oh, Guess what, Ty? What? Remember how we were talking about how Philip had like the consecutive passes? Was that the record? That's actually the record. Last week, last year, Philip ninety six point six Chargers versus Cardinals last year. Well, what is that? Ninety six point six. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean numbers, Jay. How let's, many for how many? Well, let's see. So he's at twenty nine for thirty right now. So right now, Breeze is at ninety six point six. So that's probably what Phil did. Probably twenty nine for thirty. Yeah. So I'm gonna need a nice. I'm gonna need a nice little pass to Alvin Kamara outright. No, just do that stupid touch pass. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Just do the stupid touch pass and then pull him out of the game and then put Taysom in to finish it. We're up thirty four to zero. Man, that pisses me off. That's one thing Philip could have had that Drew Brees didn't mm, have. Nope. You know what Philip did have? What? One of the most hilarious fumbles before the half I've ever <laughs> seen in a football game. Yeah, we got shit pumped, but that fumble made me a little sad because we intercepted the ball to keep the Vikings from scoring going into half. Just trying to take small victories where we can get them. And then uh, we fumble and they score the touchdown off the fumble. <laughs> it was a hilarious fumble. He like thought he was going to get hit, but then didn't. So he was like backpedaling. Yeah. And then the ball came out and your other guy tried getting in. He got laid the fuck out. <laughs> and then the big boy just ran it in. Yeah, but you know what? We lost by a lot. And I'm happy about that because I'd much rather lose by a lot than lose by one possession again. First time all year you've lost by more than one possession. So congratulations. 39 to 10. Um, You know what? I'm happy because right now I am a Titans and a Vikings fan. I've declared that. I declared that, I believe, last week, and those are my two teams. So mm. sucks the Chargers had to lose to the Vikings, but right now Vikings my NFC team, baby. Okay. Mostly because they're your Carolina Reaper. And That's I just – Not I, worried. You know what I'm rooting for, Ty? It's and up. I hate that I'm doing this because I know you do it to me and I get pissed off in baseball. I'm rooting for the Saints to fail. I really am. I mean, haters going to hate. Every week – I'm not. People re- are jealous of talent. I mean, we have the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, my gosh. Breaking records. Every week I'm rooting for the Niners. I'm rooting for the Packers. And I'm rooting for the Vikings to play you guys in the playoffs. I want the Vikings in the playoffs. I just want you guys to not get a that first way round I can bye. That way just first-handed put them to sleep. Not have to worry about a Carolina Reaper. Or just double break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it. I want to be hurt. Well, let's make it triple. Just put like 100 bucks on that game. <laughs> Fuck yes. I'm all, I'm all in. <laughs> Put all my chips on the fucking table. Uh, the Niners, you know, they lost to the Falcons this week. Got surprised by the Falcons yeah. the same way you guys did. I was thinking about it because I was like, oh, the that helps the Saints because the Niners lost. It actually doesn't help you guys because I was looking at the way it – like it doesn't hurt you guys, obviously. Yeah. But pretty much the, the season's going to be decided the last week against the Seahawks because they play – the Niners play the Seahawks the last week of the season. So the Niners could still win out, have the same amount of losses as you guys, and then they have the tiebreaker. Whereas, you know – I don't know what I'm trying to say here. This didn't hurt them at all. Oh, it doesn't In terms matter. of beating you guys Yeah, out. because they have the tiebreaker and then... Because either way, that last game was going to decide it. Because let's assume, let's assume the Niners went into the last game with two losses instead of three, and then Seattle had three losses, which they have right now. If Seattle wins that game, they would have the head-to-head tiebreaker, so Seattle would have beat 49ers either way. And then we have the head-to-head with Seattle. Yeah. So, so that game still is the only thing that matters. Yeah. So, yeah. Unless they lose, like, next week, then... If Random Seattle loss. and the Niners or whatever both lose who, next week. Who do they have next week? The they have Rams. The, the Rams. 
Who do the Niners have? Oh, the Niners have the Rams. I don't know who the Seahawks have. Oh, the Cardinals. Yeah, they should both win. So, but yeah, so that that's going to be what. And then you need the Packers, obviously, to lose one game at least. And you guys need to win out. But I just want a two seed. I'm fine with two seed. You need the Packers to lose because they got the better conference record no matter what. So, I just want two seed. We'll see, man. You got you need some help. I mean, they have your red hot Vikings next week on Monday, so that's yeah. And then they end the season, I think, with a with a cupcake. I don't know who it is. The Lions. Yeah. So you you need to root for the Vikings next week, Ty. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> Give me the fucking three seed. I don't want to root for the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a tie. I don't know how that would impact it. Ooh, that'd ties be are confusing. <laughs> that'd be real frisky. Um, besides the Chargers and the Saints, though, this week I feel like there wasn't really. Um, much to talk about lamar being lamar on thursday night almost got my backdoor cover on my plus 16 bet lost that bet Owen one on the week so far as we go through these oh, okay we're gonna go step by step yeah because i was a uh, jets <laughs> plus 16 and they lost by 21 almost backdoor covered almost we can, we can go by my thrilling cover that i didn't even realize until right now the uh, eagles redskins oh yeah last second pick Pe- six redskins were like winning that game like all, well not winning that game but they're in it all game they were down by four. You had plus four and a half. Or they were down by, yeah, down by four. And then, yeah, the fumble, pick six, whatever it was. He, like, forward passed it, like, in a panic to just get the ball down. Yeah. Big man caught it and took it to the house. And you got the cover out of it. it but a beautiful. lot of people didn't because the line at game day was, like, plus seven. I Ooh. know that. Or at least close to game day because Big Cat tweeted he had plus seven. So that's even – either way, it's tough. Either way, you lose it. But you got the line early and you still benefited from the, the backdoor cover. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to see it. Um, Patriots chip pumped the Bengals. That that's my one win of the week. Thirty four thirteen. That game was close too. I think it was like ten 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 thirteen into halftime. And I was like, oh shit, the Patriots <laughs> are not going to cover minus nine and a half. The Bengals remembered they were the Bengals and just gave up. Mm-hmm. I had the uh, Packers beat the Bears, which nearly didn't cover. Oh, you almost got screwed the other way on <laughs> one that. One more fucking lateral, and they have a last-second fucking touchdown. Yeah, so the Bears run that backyard football play, get like within the five-yard line. They're one pitch away from the touchdown, and even if they don't get the two-point conversion and tie, they would have lost by two, and yeah. you wouldn't have got the... Would have uh, fucked up the spread. At that point, it would have been better for you to get the two, because then the Packers could have won by six in overtime. <laughs> no, but, yeah, that was... And I mean, I loved all the fucking screen grabs of the dude wide open on the right side. <laughs> Just fucking throw the ball. Yeah. That would have been... Dude, that would have been epic. Oh, that would have been so epic. I was rooting for it, too. It was like the even, Dolphins-Patriots last yeah. year. Yeah. Even though I was rooting for the Packers to win because of the Saints, like when it was happening, I was like, oh my God, go. <laughs> Some things you just, your brain stops working and you just want to see whatever's <laughs> happening on the field. You just get too caught up in the excitement. And then uh, my other bet was uh, Seahawks Panthers. <laughs> the Seahawks, I believe, were up 20 with about five minutes left and um, allowed the Panthers to score 14 points, two consecutive drives, and they pushed because I had Seahawks minus six. That's unfortunate. Uh, I completely forgot to mention, Jay, the ship pumping the Chargers. Uh, enjoyed yeah i actually bet on the vikings this week i'm oh, disgusted yeah, that was the... i'm disgusted in myself however i went three now what was your other game did you mention all three philly oh yeah green bay yeah and shit the... pumping the vikings handed to the chargers dude they they scored a touchdown to go up 14 with seven minutes left and then allowed and then oh my god i was so mad i was so mad <laughs> i thought you wanted to lose no i'm talking about the seahawks Giving oh, up the cover, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about the Chargers. Give me that draft stock, baby. I think right now we're probably like tenth in the um, draft order. Let's see. Let's go to Tankathon and see what we are. We are ninth. Oh, getting take up it. there. Let's see. Who do we need to win? We need well, Jacksonville. You have, you have 
Philly, or not Philly, you have Bengals and Dolphins this week, I want to say. So one of them has to win. I think no matter what, yeah, even if Miami wins out, we would have the same record as them and we lose out. And I don't think that's going to happen. So yeah, Dolphins Bengals play. Realistically, the highest we could get is probably seven because Arizona's six at four, nine, and one. So they got the Seahawks next week, which if is probably they lose loss. out, they would be God, ties are freaking confusing. Six, nine, and one if they lose out, and we would be Oh no, if they win out. If they win one <laughs> if they were five, nine, and one and we are five and eleven. We would have the worst record. Yeah, worst record because they would technically have five. And oh no, a they'd half be ones. five, ten, and one. Yeah, so maybe we can get up to the sixth spot, but that's about the highest. But the Jets and the Jaguars are both five and nine, and well, so I mean, is Denver, Carolina, and Atlanta. You guys will be high enough to draft Tua, most likely. Hopefully, it's that's just if they. For. It's just if they pull the trigger and actually do it. Draft Tua, trade for Cam Newton. I, I don't Trade know why you're obsessed with Cam Newton. Because one year of Cam Newton, just as a as a stopgap quarterback. Trade Philip Rivers. Do a sign-and-trade like basketball. Sign-and-trade Philip Rivers to Carolina. It makes sense. Sure. You know who's got the longest winning streak in football right now? Who? Two teams, actually. Can you guess? Oh, actually, one team. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Ten game, ten game winning streak. <laughs> I thought it was the Buccaneers with four games, but it's not. Buccaneers are red hot. Buccaneer, Jameis Winston, I will say, I've talked so much shit about Jameis Winston. I've also said he's the most entertaining quarterback in the league. One of those things is still true. He's looking he's looking pretty good. He's entertaining. He well, puts up numbers. Uh, yeah, I think he's, I don't know. He's getting a little overhyped, I feel like, but especially because he did it against the Lions of all teams. He puts up numbers. Good, bad, he puts up numbers. Whether that's five interceptions or four touchdowns and nearly 500 yards, he puts up numbers, and that's all that you can say about Jameis. He's not going to sit there. And do nothing. Here's a comparison for you, Ty. Is he like, is he Peyton Manning? <laughs> Fucking hate those charts. <laughs> Early career Peyton Manning, I think, threw a lot of interceptions, too. He did. Are, well, actually, are you really like, just coming up with this, or do you not see the side-by-side from 2001 Manning? No. There was It was fucking all over Twitter. It was 2001 Peyton Manning and this year Jameis Winston. They had identical fucking stats. 2001 Peyton Manning has 26 touchdowns, 23 interceptions, and 4,131 yards. I think that's around what Jameis has. Jameis has. I know Jameis is 30 touchdowns, 24 interceptions. I know it's in play that Jameis could become the first quarterback. I heard this on the Bill Simmons podcast. First quarterback with 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in one year. Yeah, he needs six interceptions. In the last two games, he can do that. (laughs) That is prime Jameis. (laughs) Did you know uh, Peyton Manning was born in New Orleans? It's insane. Didn't and now he's that. now he's watching a guy in New Orleans break his record. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Um, yeah, the Dolphins lost. Got shit pumped by the Giants. Lost by sixteen. I think that game was uh, not that close the whole time. Yeah, that was to uh, get Eli back to five hundred. Which brings me to my whoa! Watch out for that guy, Eli Manning. <laughs> didn't even Frisky. have didn't even have that great of a game. Twenty for twenty eight, two hundred eighty three yards, two in- touchdowns, but three interceptions. But you know what? He won. His career record is back to 500. And just saying, there might be some stupid team who signs him next year because of this performance. No, there's no Excuse way. Excuse me. <laughs> there's no way. Didn't he throw like three interceptions? I wouldn't put it past a stupid team. Chargers. I wouldn't put it past the Broncos. No, that's definitely prime Broncos <laughs> signing. The Broncos are fucking terrible. No, nah, Drew Locke's good enough to keep the Broncos from signing Eli Manning. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I just don't think he does it. I think. I don't think he's I think there's a anywhere. chance that... Um, their starter, Daniel Jones, is injured the rest of the season from what I was hearing. 
Do you let Eli play? Eli has two more games, final one at home. Does he get to finish it at home and be perfectly 500 for the career? He'd have to go one and one. He plays the Redskins next week. That's a winnable game. And they finish against the Eagles in New York. That could be winnable. Daniel Jones, dude, he's not very good. He's hurt, Jason. Leave him alone. No, okay. I just don't understand why everyone like flipped the script on Daniel Jones so fast. So Daniel Jones gets drafted. Everyone was like, this is a bust. And then he comes in, has like a decent game against a Buccaneers defense who like at the time had like the worst passing defense in the league. It was like week five, whatever. Everyone's like, oh, maybe this guy's not so bad after all. And then he's just been like garbage ever since, but no one's talking about it. He had one other good game against the Lions. Again, against the Lions. <laughs> and the Jets. Okay, he's had three good games. But all his other games, mediocre. Hey, he's young. He's learning. He's got he's got Papa Eli sitting on the sidelines, teaching him everything he knows. And he's going to go on to have an illustrious 500 career, just like Eli Manning. Dude, why does his eye look so fucked up in this picture of him? Um, yeah, Daniel Jones. I just want him to – I'm rooting for him to be a bust because that's one of those ones where literally everyone in the world was like, why are the Giants drafting this guy? I feel it's weird because everyone hated it and then everyone was okay with it. That's what I'm saying. Why is everyone flipping it? I'm going to stick to the Daniel Jones as a bust. I'm going to stick to it. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You stick to that, Jay. I don't understand why people flip-flopping so much. All right. All right. Um, the Cardinals beat the Browns about a game in a game that doesn't matter for anyone. Yeah. That's about pretty fucking boring. Um, the Jaguars beat the Raiders in the Raiders' last home game. And the Raiders got booed off the field. In particular, Derek Carr, my ED player of the week, mm. boot off the field. You look at the numbers, not too bad. 22, he 36, right. 267. I know there's a lot of big key moments where people Only have one drops. touchdown. Yeah. But he didn't do enough to get the win in the last game in Oakland. He's probably not going to be the quarterback long-term in Oakland. John Gruden doesn't seem like he likes well, no, him. no, he's definitely not going to be the quarterback long-term <laughs> in Oakland. Maybe Vegas. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that John Gruden likes him. I don't know who else they bring in. I know there's speculation. Have you heard the Andrew Luck speculation? Oh, are you serious? I don't think it's it's just more like speculation, but comes out of retirement to be the Las Vegas Raiders quarterback. Next I mean, year. Marshawn Lynch came out of retirement not too long ago to be a Raider. So who knows? That'd be something. I don't think it's Derek Carr. Again, I don't know where Derek Carr goes. There's going to be so much quarterback shakeup next year. I mean, this year of just like mediocre quarterbacks. It. This year started it with all the injuries and just having yeah. random people start filling in. And it's been weird. You look at this yeah. year compared to last year at the quarterback position. I feel like every year there's a lot of that, though. I don't know, dude. It feels like there's a lot this year. And then um, have we mentioned the teams for your ED or woe yet? Jason, we haven't talked about Cowboys-Rams. All right. Cowboys shit-pumped the Rams. 44-21. And my ED player of the week? Jared Goff. Mr. Todd Gurley. Ouch. I didn't see that stat line. 11 carries for 20 yards. Big time. <sighs> I mean, you got to blame him because... I didn't watch the game, admittedly, so I cannot, like, say this for certain. But the Rams, like, every four weeks, it's like a monthly thing. It's like a, you know, like a full moon happens once a month, I think. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Sean McVay just decides not to run the ball. Yeah, Goff had 51 pass attempts. It, once a month, I guarantee if you look at Jared Goff's stat line, there's like once a month where they're just like, we're not running it today. And then it, I, I mean, part of it is they got out to like a late or an early deficit, but I don't. But get even it. with that, passing the ball and trying to get yards, no matter what, Gurley only had three receptions for eighteen yards. So I'm just saying. I mean, we're gonna ignore the fact that he had two touchdowns. <laughs>
I'm just saying I don't understand why they always do this where they have these games where they just don't run the football. And I've talked about it before, and I hope Ben still listens to the podcast. I don't know if he does. I don't understand why they drafted a running back in the third round last year when they needed a freaking offensive lineman. I still don't understand that. They literally – my Xbox just turned it's on by itself. Down. They literally haven't used that running – that running back has like 20 carries this season. It's insane. It's so stupid. I don't get it. Um, so stupid. I will say going back to last year, is there a chance fucking uh, McVay was like the most overhyped coach in the fucking history of the NFL? Oh, uh, he was definitely overhyped. I still think he's a good coach, but I think, yeah, he's probably overhyped. I mean, everyone was riding his dick like he was the next Belichick. That was the fucking Super Bowl narrative yeah. going into it. Was yeah. old Belichick, new Belichick. He's sitting here eight at six, throwing 51 fucking pass attempts because they are down, what, fucking three scores early? Yeah. He just isn't as good as everyone thought he was. And he doesn't have a great quarterback. And Todd Gurley isn't the Todd Gurley of the past. Nope. Banged up. But that's also on the coach. It starts at the top, Jay. I just don't get it, man. I don't. I want to look at his game logs because I swear it's once a month. He They did this against the Buccaneers. Again, that was a high-scoring game, so they kind of had to. But there's just some games where they're like, look, we're not running the football today. We have Todd Gurley. We have Malcolm Brown. We have this guy we drafted in the third round to be the guy that's supposed to take the workload off of Todd Gurley, but we're not going to use him. I just don't get it, man. I just don't get it. Okay, so he had 51 last week. Two weeks ago, he had 43. Two weeks before that, he had 41. Then he went on a little break where he didn't hit 40. And then in week five, he had 49. Against Tampa Bay, he had 68. So ever just once in a while, he's just like, all right, we're going to fucking air it out. I don't get it, We're man. paying that mediocre arm to throw the ball. We're going to throw the ball. <laughs> I don't get it, man. It doesn't make sense to me. Especially if they don't trust him. Like, there's like this thing of they don't trust him and... Let's see, offense, um, I can't look at rushing attempts per game. Oh, well. All right, Don't Jay, get it. My last thing, what if I told you there's an elite wide receiver in the NFL South, Jason? In NFC in South. NFL South. NFC South. Um, not named Michael Thomas? Not I'm named guessing. Michael Thomas this week. Chris Godwin? Some would say. The, we'll watch out for that guy like three times this year? Nope. Oh, okay. Really under the radar player here. Julio Jones. Oh, okay. oh, watch out for that guy, Jay. He's on a five and nine team down there in the South. Everyone's forgetting about him. Yeah, thirteen for one hundred and thirty-four, two touchdowns. The Falcons took it to the Niners. They took oh. it to the Niners. Also had a late um, bad beat. Did you see that one? It was twenty-three, twenty-two, and uh, there was like a last-second fumble. Same thing as the other game. It was like a last-second fumble or whatever. It was a kickoff. That's what it was. So it was uh, they were, the Falcons were up 23-22. They squibbed it because they scored like with three seconds left. Okay. So they squibbed it to the Niners. The Niners were trying to do the Hail Mary, not the Hail Mary, but the, the backyard, throw it back and forth. Falcons scooped it, scored a touchdown, and that made the overhit. Ooh. Yeah, it was under and then the overhit after that touchdown. Well, that's always fine if the overhits. That's exciting. Another bad I've beat, said it, I've said it before, Jason. You always want to bet the over. Statistically, there's a limit to how many cor- like points you can't score. Zeros is as, as few as it's going to be. You can score an infinite amount of points at the top, though. So I'm just looking at averages here. Always bet the over. Well, no, because if you figure, you know, how many, how much time each play takes, and then uh, I don't think it's infinite. Breeze is still 29 for 30. He hasn't attempted a pass yet. Has he technically broken the record? Did it round up? I mean... Because he hasn't attempted another pass. Let me look at the game where Phillip got it. We have the ball right now. But on the, on, or probably just handed it off like a motherfucker. Which I'm, you know, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So did he break it? Because if not, they would at least throw it one more time. Unless that's something that they aren't even fucking aware of. It's such a random stat. 
No, they know. Everyone was aware of the fucking touchdowns. No, Philip went 28 for 29. Oh, so he so did. Breeze is 29 for 30. It rounds up probably double to... double record game. <laughs> what a fucking goat. <laughs> the legend of Drew Brees grows. <laughs> I wonder is he still in the game? Just take him out. Why even have him in? They're probably just handing it off. They'll probably have Taysom Hill come in and do some fucking running. 34. I really thought the Colts would at least give you a decent game and it's not even close. They scored a touchdown finally, so good for them. <laughs> And then uh, the Bills beat the Steelers, which I'm happy about because I feel like the Steelers are so overhyped. Bills uh, earned a spot in the playoffs. Yes, they did. I, Dude, the Bills need to beat the Patriots next week. That would be electric. I don't think they can win the AFC East. I think they would need the Patriots to lose again because of the tiebreakers. Yeah, they but would. Man, that would be electric. That would be cool. Home game at Buffalo. I just want to see the Patriots not win the division. Yeah, that would be even cooler. <laughs> I think they've made the playoffs for like 11 season straights or something. 11 more season than that. straight now. I think it's more than that. Or they probably... Uh, maybe they didn't make it in 2006. Because I know they went 11 and 5 one year and didn't make it, I think. Really? Something stupid like that, yeah. I don't know. I think it was something like 11. Like um, they've won their division 11 years yeah. in a row. Probably made the playoffs more than that. Maybe 16 for the playoffs. Well, no. They have the same conference record. So if the Bills beat the Patriots, they would have the same record. They wouldn't. The they would head-to-head would the be head the same, head. and then the Bills would have the better conference record because they would have that would force New England to have four conference losses, and Buffalo would have three, assuming Buffalo wins the last game. And so do the Patriots. I think if Buffalo wins this, they could win the division. That'd be fucking yeah, awesome. New England hasn't clinched the division. They still have an X, not a Z. Ooh. Next to their name. But that could Dude. be because the Buffalo Bills could beat them and then they would lose another game and not clinch. No, but it's they're 11 and 3. Okay, so they're 11 and 3. I agree with you. Bills are 10 and 4. I just don't know how the shit works. It gets complicated. The first tiebreaker is head to head. The second tiebreaker is conference record. Unless in the maybe it's division record for the division. Yeah, it is division and then conference. NFL That's exactly tiebreakers. What it is. Tiebreaking procedures. We're diving deep dive into the books here. The division chance to break within the division, head to head, best one, and played within the division. Yeah. Mm. So the Patriots would then be four and one in the division, but then the Bills would be four and one. Because right now, Patriots are four and oh, Bills are three and one. So they would both be four and one. So then the tiebreaker would go to best one loss tied percentage in common games. Oh, that just gets awesome. Why do the fucking why does the common games go before the the played within the conference. That is so stupid. Let's see. So have the Bills beaten anyone that the that the Patriots have lost to? I don't think they have. The Patriots lost to who? I the Texans. They lost to the Chiefs. They lost to yeah. I think they're fucked. Dang it. I think yeah. It can still happen. The Patriots just have to lose another game on top of the, I think so. the Bills. Because the stupid tiebreaking record. Why doesn't it go? To, why doesn't it go from division to conference like everything else? Why what? does? Why is the common games ahead of conference? You're getting worked up here, Jay? You're ignoring the fact that there's still a chance. <laughs> I just want the freaking Bills to win the division, man. That'd be so <laughs> awesome. Well, you know what, Jay? Let's get into some gambling picks. Okay. I went 3-0. You didn't. <laughs> I let you go first last week, so I think it's only fair I go first this week because there's one game we're both licking our chops at. You know what, Jay? Go ahead. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to check the website right now to see if the line has moved at all with Monday night pretty much finishing because i don't want to cheat it appears it has not go ahead have you refreshed your browser 
<laughs> no, I'm doing it right now. No, it's the same still. Okay, this is going to move. So if you're listening to this late in the week, you're probably going to get this probably at like, I can see it moving all the way to three and a half, four, which is a big, a lot for a line to move. Get it while you can though. Maybe Vegas knows something here, but I'm taking the Saints minus one and a half over the Tennessee Titans. My favorite, second favorite team right now. The Saints? The Titans. Um, the Titans are at home, so I'm guessing they're saying the Saints are four and a half better po- points better than the Titans, which I, the, the Titans have been hot, so I, st- I still feel like it should be six and a half minus the three, so it should be three and a half. I don't know. Maybe Vegas knows something we don't know. Maybe Tennessee being the home team will somehow win this game. No, Vegas doesn't. They're just stupid. I mean, I've been beating them all season long, Jake. Oh my so, God. <laughs> well, I'm taking it. I'm okay. I'm taking it. One and a half. It's all yours. Yeah, my Saints will come through for you. It's gonna move to like four and a half, at least three and a half, by the time the game starts. But I'll take it at one and a half. That's the perks of recording on Monday. Bada boom, bada bing. This is according to the Action Network, by the way. Yeah, it's official. So if it's on like a Bovada, oh well, get over it. So I am double checking, because like we said, we want to make sure nothing changed. But, Jason, this one I don't have to check because I don't know why it would have changed. I'm going to keep the dream alive. Buffalo plus six and a half. Ooh, okay. Okay. We're On keeping the, road, the dream alive. Give them six and a half points. The line, 63% of the public is betting is Buffalo. Keeping the dream alive. No one wants to see the Patriots win. That's right. So, why would I bet on them? <laughs> That's true. That's it's, a very true. It's obvious. Uh, I wanted to bet Green Bay plus four and a half against the um, Vikings, even though the Vikings are my favorite team right now. Um, But I can't do that because it's the Monday night game, and we record on Mondays. So I'm going to go with – I don't have my document up, so I don't remember what game I even like. damn it, Jason. Let's see. I got to pick the one I think you might pick. I don't think you're going to pick that, so I'm going to go Kansas City minus five at the Bears. Didn't even see it. That's another road game where Kansas City minus five. You said, yeah, maybe the home team, maybe the Bears eke out a close win. I'm pretty sure the Bears are like out of playoff contention unless some like absolutely crazy stuff happens. Yeah, they're no longer in the on the in the hunt graphic. <laughs> okay, uh, minus five against the Bears. Yeah, they're on the road. Yeah, it's bear weather in prime time, but Chiefs are a cold weather team anyways. Bear weather ain't shit. And uh, Patrick Mahomes is gonna go out and they're gonna win by a lot. Let's not forget a few weeks ago we all thought the Bears were terrible. And then won like two games in a row against bad teams. And I was like, oh, the Bears? Nope. Still terrible. KC minus five. Yeah. 96% of the public is betting KC, by the way. So I I had a thought process. If I fucking don't win both those, dude, I'm just I'm just a jinx. I had a thought process. <clears throat> I'm changing that thought process. I was going to take the New York Giants plus two and a half. The Eli Magic's going on. Mm-hmm. My thought process is Eli's going to lose this game. He's going to win the final game at home to hit 500. Okay. I'm taking the Redskins minus two and a half. Wow. That's a bold pick, Ty. That's a bold pick. I'm not betting on Washington. I'm betting on Eli being Eli. After the game he had last week? After being my, we'll watch out for that guy guy? We'll watch out for Eli. He's about to make me some money. So you got Buffalo... Plus six and a half. You got Washington minus two and a half. This might be the week I catch up. That's the kind of picks I would make, Ty. You Uh, know what? But they work for me is the difference. My third and final pick is going to be another NFC East game. The other NFC East game, I should say. It's going to be the Dallas Cowboys minus two and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles. I still think the Dallas Cowboys are terrible and the Eagles are at home. I just think the Eagles are very terrible. They are very terrible. They barely won that game. 
They lost the Dolphins, barely won against the Redskins, despite what the score may say. It took a like a last second drive, you know. And I think Dallas is just they're gonna do enough to win this game by a field goal. It's not gonna be pretty. It's gonna be a game where it's like, why are we watching this? One of these teams has to be in the playoffs, and it's gonna be Dallas because they're gonna win this game. That's fine. What do you think of that pick, Ty? Do I get the Tyler approval? I'll give it an approval. Yes. I wanted to stay away from it, but I don't mind it. Going 3-0 this week, confirmed. My final pick, Jason. This game is an absolute what-the-fuck-happened-last-week division rival. We're at home. Time to shit-pump a team. San Francisco minus 6.5. Against the Rams? Yep. I think the Rams are not a good team. I think... San Francisco just lost to the Falcons, and they're just well. They gonna, have to win now, yeah. It's going to be a get right game, and I think they shit pump the Rams at home. All right, I think it's not even close. In your favor, I would have taken it at nine. In your favor, it's a prime time game. Who I believe it says five fifteen, but then wait, is there? There's two oh, Saturday. There's Saturday games this week. Oh, that's a Saturday night prime time game, Ty. <laughs> both your first two bets are both on Saturday, so. Gotta get that graphic mm. out early. I'll get it out. <laughs> I didn't this week at all, but I'll get it I out. I forgot early Saturday games. Yeah, Jared Goff in primetime, great bet. You always bet against Jared Goff in primetime. Every single time. If it's not if it's not a local if it's not a ten o'clock game, you bet against Jared Goff. And it's been a long time since San Francisco was dominant. And now they're in primetime dominant on a Saturday. I mean they did just shit on the Packers like three weeks ago. No, I'm saying like season wise. Oh, okay. And this is coming down to the wire. They're making a playoff push. It's time for them to go all in. All right. I like that bet, actually. That's, that's my one save me and then two uh, two risky bets. Oh, I hope you go 0-3. I mean, I still have such a comfortable lead. If you go 0 and what's your record? And what's my record? So, as of last week, I am 21-8-1. Okay. That is fucking so absurd. So, 21-11-1. You are 12-16-2. I'd still be under 500. Yeah. Yeah, you can go 3-0 and and I can go 0-3 and it still wouldn't even be close. Shut up. <laughs> what are we going to do when football season's over? Are we going to bet on basketball? I don't know, man. That's going to be boring. <laughs> I don't know shit about basketball. <laughs> Our Pelicans suck. Our Pelicans are terrible. We could talk about them real quick. 11-game losing streak, I believe, or maybe 12? It's been bad. They need Zion. It's been bad. And Zion's returning later than everyone expected. It's been bad. Some would say bust. <laughs> Six and twenty-one, the Pelicans are Ty. Look, we hyped them up, and we were like, "Oh, we live in Southern California, but we're gonna be cool and root for New Orleans Pelicans." Both the LA teams are so fucking good. I don't care. I'm still a Pelicans fan. I love the Pellies, and I'm sticking with them. You better, you better not jump ship Dude, already. I'm, I've already said I'm sticking with them. I think our star <laughs> player is a bust, but I'm sticking with them. <laughs> it just sucks having both the LA teams be so close to home and seeing all the fucking Laker highlights and everything. Did you see the fucking lob LeBron did to Dwight? Yeah. I still kind of root for the Lakers just because I write about them, but I wouldn't say I'm a fan. It was awesome. And then I was I was on Twitter this week, and they had like a best of Blake Griffin on the Clippers. Yeah. Like highlight tape. It's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. He's my favorite player. I was a bullshit Clippers fan just for him. Yeah, you were. You were a bandwagon Clippers Big time. fan. But it was just for Blake Griffin. I used to be a Lakers fan. Then I stopped being a Lakers fan. Then I didn't have a team for a while. Then I committed to the Pellies. That's fine. I'm a Pellies and Blake Griffin fan. Are we going to go to the Pelicans-Clippers game in March? I mean, we can plan it. It's on a Saturday. It'd be, go with the girls, be, take maybe, them to a basketball game. Maybe we can wear paper bags on our face with, like, Pelican jerseys. That'd, <laughs> that'd be, be fun. That'd be funny. <laughs> that, so we got it. Okay, so our plans this year is we're going to that, and we're lining up Pujols' 400th double play. Yes. <laughs> we're going to have to write these down, start sending reminders. Oh, man. 
Um, yeah, they play March. Do you think Riley and Victoria would like a, a basketball game? I mean, I think any professional sports game is a fun time. I don't think Riley would like it. Really? Yeah. Like I, the atmosphere, everybody having a good time. I think I I don't know. I turned basketball only, on once, and she like, like just oh, was not having it. The only thing is, uh, downtown LA yeah. is going to be such a headache. Don't worry, Ty. I'll drive. I, I I'm fine with that. See, look, we can get uh, row one in the middle of the nosebleeds for fifty five dollars. That's a fine deal. That's a it's a great view too. Maybe we do crowdfunding, <laughs> and we just get courtside. Maybe I just buy them for you because I'm a nice friend and I'll buy it as your Victoria's birthday present. <laughs> Here's some basketball <laughs> tickets. Look at that view, Ty. I don't know if you could see my laptop. No, not even close. It's like the nosebleeds, but it's the first row of the nosebleeds and it's center. So you can actually pretty much see everything. I'd be getting hyped. Or we crowdfund and we go sit courtside for $1,880 a piece. That's absurd. That's so much money. <laughs> That's not even like courtside, courtside, actually. That's like behind the scores table. We can get second. I want to be the 13th man on the bench. Yeah, they don't have those tickets available. (laughs) All right, baseball, though, Ty. Yeah, I had some baseball. uh, Bumgarner, gone. Bumgarner to the Arizona Diamondbacks. That was such a weird signing. Very weird move. And it's in division still, too. Yeah. I guess he just wanted to shit on the Dodgers some more. (laughs) That is true. You guys are still going to be facing him just as much (laughs) as you always have. It's all right. The joke is that Muncie can now tell him to go get it out of the pool instead of go get it out of the ocean. That's a pretty good joke. I like that. <laughs> um, but it was weird. Diamondbacks just traded Granky. Kind of felt like they were committing to rebuilding and then went and signed pretty much someone who's younger than Granky but has been regressing. Wasn't as good as Granky was last year to a five-year deal worth, I think, around the same money. But you know what? They got a prospect for Granky. Now they got someone to replace him. Maybe... It just keeps them somewhat competitive, and it keeps them from tanking, which I'm okay with. I don't really like when teams are tanking. Yeah. Makes I'm, it not fun. It's better when teams are competitive, and at least, you know, there isn't just fucking garbage. Yeah. Dodger fans uh, freaked out, as always. Um, when Bumgarner was first reported as a target, it was, what are they doing? He sucks. And then when he signed, it was, what are the Dodgers doing? They're stupid. <laughs> but that's that's to be expected. We talked about it. Um, They're pain in the ass. I hate Dodger Twitter. I was surprised at the number because it was only five eighty five, and I thought maybe the Dodgers would give him that only like seventeen mil a year, and he mm. got some deferrals. But from what I read, is actually that Bumgarner was asking for over a hundred million in California to make up for the income tax. Something we forget about state tax in California. I don't forget about it. <laughs> I always that's my that's my go to thing is like, well, you got to remember about income tax. <laughs> that's why I sound smart. That's my go to. <laughs> well, in this case, it actually played a factor. That's wild. Um, and then Corey Kluber traded to the Texas Rangers for a bottle of Coke and a bag of seeds, which is also weird. I mean, it's a good pickup for the Rangers. Um, there is a chance that he's a bust. Like you were saying, you were looking at his numbers. And oh shit. yeah. Like his, um, his stat cast, his velocity's down, his spin rates down, his barrel percentage is at an all time high the last two years. There's a good chance he could be just trash and fall off a cliff. Yeah. But I mean, the Rangers were going after a big time third baseman. They didn't get Rendon. Still Donald, could get Donaldson. Donaldson's still on the board, so I I feel like they have to make a big time push for him because they're trading away shit. I mean, they didn't really trade much, but yeah. they are trading and trying to get better. And last year was a down year for them. Yeah, they traded Delino DeShields, who's just like a okay outfielder, I guess, average outfielder. He's not. That. He's just a he's a big leaguer. We don't um, call him an all star. He ain't nothing special. He's just a big leaguer. And they traded that Class A Emmanuel Kloss guy, who actually has really, really good stuff, and everyone's like, Oh, he's only the thirtieth prospect in the Rangers organization. 
I was watching some like his pitches, and he's got really good stuff out of the bullpen. That might be someone the Indians could flip in July and get some top prospects for. Maybe you never know. You know what I mean? For the Indians, I mean they pretty much traded one year of a guy who they see has been regressing, and they have already have a bunch of starting pitching. You know their goal was to free up money. So as while everyone's calling the Indians idiots for not getting that much, I think they were just they just wanted to get rid of the money. That it was, was a their salary thing. dump. Yeah. So. And even if he's great this year, like they were going to reject the club option anyways. So it's not, you gave up one year of Bumgarner. It is what, or Kluber. Kluber. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's fine. I just think it's weird that the Rangers are going after. What I'm surprised of is that like the angels were out on him. Like a few, like the day before the trade happened, I remember reading the report that they, the angels were out. So I'm assuming the price was too high for them. But which is weird because it wasn't a high price. Like I don't know what they were expecting to have to spend. I don't. Maybe they were trying to get the Indians to pick up some of the contract, and maybe that's what the hangup was. Maybe they were maybe. trying to send a contract back. I don't know what contracts you have to send back. That would make sense that they wouldn't want to offload all that and take all the salary. Yeah. And if they're still looking to sign another pitcher, but again, <clears throat> if they're trying to win this year, they could just you know get close to luxury tax this year. They could have got Kluber, someone else, gotten close to luxury tax, and if he doesn't work out, it wasn't a long term risk. They could have you know, not accepted the club option after this year. So that shows me kind of that they're probably only going to get like one big name arm. I think probably I'm hoping we get Ryu. I'm not expecting it. I feel like he's going to come back to the Dodgers. Honestly, I am too. I I agree with that. I think that's where he's going to end up, which I'm starting to get nervous because originally it was like, Oh, we got Rendon. We're good. We're still got room for pitching. And then it's like, Oh, this pitcher's gone. Oh, that pitcher's gone. And now we're kind of just stuck wondering. You're going to get like David price. I'm again. I said I would be fine with price. Just not only price. Yeah. We need another arm. But the thing is, price has such a big salary that... And if, again, it's only If they could only take on Kluber, they could probably only take on price. So someone like Wade Miley would have been perfect who just signed with the Reds yeah. for not that big of a contract. He would have been perfect to fill in, just eat innings in the middle of the rotation. He took on... Two years, 15 yeah. million. Why is that not a contract the Angels are signing? I don't, I don't get it. I should have jumped all over that. Offer him... Again, let's remember how much we paid Matt Harvey and Trevor Cahill last year. So offer him like a three twenty one. Offer him three years, seven million per year. It's around the same AAV. Give him that extra year. That's not that much money. I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, I don't know if they're banking on our young pitchers being good, but I'm gonna be pissed if that's what they're banking on. Which Canning I, Canning can progress. You can make the case for Canning like taking that next step. I don't think you can make that case with Heaney anymore. We've said it on no, the podcast. Heaney is what he is. He's yeah. gonna be a three four starter. Yeah, um, he's not bad. Like it's not like he's. I want to get rid of him. I just we can't rely on him. As he a can't main be your guy. second best pitcher. No, there's no way. <laughs> um, Otani's coming back, which will be good. And then we have another. I can't remember his name. He's a lefty. Um, he was another rookie who was up high on our on our uh, prospect oh, list. I don't remember. Um, but he has a chance of being good too. But still, none of those are going to be elite ace type guys. Otani maybe, but he doesn't pitch full time. Yeah, I wrote an article. This is before Cole signed about Cole about like just mid range pitchers the Angels could target alongside Cole. Uh, one of them actually was Wade Miley. The precedent of the article was pretty much guys who eat innings. Uh, Wade Miley is someone who eats innings. Julio Tejeron could be a decent okay. arm. He's kind of like the same thing. Everyone thought he was going to be amazing. He's kind of is who he is now, which is like a Heaney type. But Tejeron has started 30, more, 30 or more games every single season since 2013, Ty. Mm, that's He's what we need. one of just four players to have started 30 or more games in all seven seasons. And he is, um, I forgot what he was. Did I not write it down? He was like, oh, he's 12th in innings pitched in the last three seasons. Fuck yeah. That's what you need. 
shoot them our way as like a cheap and then ivan avon nova was like the same thing yeah i mean we need someone to eat innings and at this point too, start looking at pitchers who maybe aren't the best but you have rendon and simmons on that left side get a fucking ground ball pitcher yeah get someone who just gets a bunch of ground balls and maybe his numbers didn't reflect you know look start looking at the advanced stats because we're gonna have an elite level fucking defense behind him yeah you have a good defense so fucking just go out and Unless sign Pujols one of those guys. Unless at first. Well, he'll be DH. We just ignore that. <laughs> um, didn't he play third for you guys last year for like a few games? I think so, you were so yeah. shorthanded. <laughs> There's some shit. I don't know. And we still have Fletcher, who's a good defender. Fletcher's a very underrated player. Fletcher's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he was a borderline all-star last year. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Lestella coming back. So I don't know he's how like we're going to. He's like your Chris Taylor. Yeah, he's, he's nothing amazing, but he's definitely a good piece to have on a winning ball club. I remember I used to hate Chris Taylor just this year. I remember mean, he did few terrible at the Angels game? Yeah. He had like literally 10 runners left on base. But then after that, actually, it was weird because that was like the turning point because after that date, he hit like 300 or something from the rest <laughs> of the season. Like that was like finished his turning strong. point. Um, some names still available, Ty. We have Dallas Keuchel. Send him my way. I, I've always been a fan of Keuchel. I said your beard was I modeled like a my beard, beard after him. Um, Ryu. Rich Hill, who's not coming back till July. He's probably not. No. Alex Wood. Ivan Nova, Jason Vargas, CC Sabathia. He's probably bring him back. Reunion with Vargas. Drew Smiley. I don't know what the kind of year he had. Tyson Ross, Julio Teheran, Taiwan Walker, Danny Salazar, Chad Bettis, Clay Puckles. I don't think he's gonna. Gio Gonzalez. He could be a decent he just used depth to be good guy. Like eight years ago. Um, you guys have two free agent pitchers, J.C. Ramirez and Nicholas Tropiano. Yeah, I'm fine if they walk. Oh, how about bring back Irvin Santana? Oh, my God. He still pitches? <laughs> I guess he did last year. I don't know. I remember he like threw a no-hitter in like 2007. It wasn't. No, we were in Vegas. In I like remember. 2007. No. That was not. It was like 2010, dude. Tyler, you're bad with time. Yeah, it might be like 12 even. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> it was not 2007, bro. It was 11. It felt like forever ago. <laughs> So, yeah, there's some okay options, but if you miss out on those big names and then you just have to do what you did last year and sign, like, two or three of those mediocre guys, you just better hope that your offense is really that good. And the bullpen, can you can't win a game like that. You need starters. <laughs> you can win in the regular season like that. I mean, yeah. Maybe. I think our bullpen will be improved this year. We're getting some pieces back from injury, um, especially uh, Middleton. Mm-hmm. Kenyon Middleton. Yeah, he's very fucking good. What Hansel Robles is pretty decent. Hansel Robles coming back. I'd say he's above average. So I think we we're gonna have a decent bullpen, a very good offense, a very good defense, garbage pitching. <laughs> Improve the fucking pitching. That's all we need. Yeah, I think Maybe, the Astros are gonna get fucked by MLB. I don't, but I still think they're still gonna contend though. It's not like they're gonna tell them like you can't make the playoffs. That's just they're just gonna be rattled in the organization. Yeah. <laughs> um. They might trade away people because their salary is over the threshold, I think, right now. There's the rumors of them trading Correa. Which, again, Dodger fans, this is why the Dodgers don't fucking trade for Zach Greinke. Because do you want to trade away Cody Bellinger? Do you want to trade away Corey Seager? No, you don't. Now the Astros, they took the gamble on Greinke going for the World Series. They didn't get it. Shows that that one big acquisition doesn't necessarily guarantee a World Series, which is what some Dodger fans actually think, even though we traded for Machado and we didn't get a World Series. And Darvish. And Darvish. Make moves where they're where they're applicable, but don't complain so much. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's not smart. I mean, it worked out for the Cubs, but now they're having to get rid of their franchise player probably. 
Well, it worked out for the Cubs, but Chapman was a one-year rental. That's when you do – I think that's when you do it. But they traded Clayper Torres, which um, – oof. I don't know. Oof, oof. But their biggest thing was the Hayward and the Darvish contract. Do you trade Clayper Torres and get rid of Chris Bryant, though, for one World Series? Okay, what? So they got rid of Glaber Torres. Yeah. And now because of that, they're probably forced to get rid of Chris Bryant. But that's not because of that. Because the Chapman contract isn't affecting him anymore. It's the Hayward and the Darvish oh, contract. It's the other fucked up contracts. Yeah. You're right. But would I trade Glaber Torres for half a season of Chapman, have Chapman walk and get a World Series? Absolutely. Yeah. But they, how much of Chapman did he actually contribute? Actually, his numbers were really bad, but Cubs fans were, because I. I think I tweeted it once or whatever, but then Cubs fans, or maybe it was like a private conversation. He did give the Indians a chance. He like, did. I was watching a highlight video again of best World Series of this decade. Oh, easily 2016. That who was it? it? Was fucking what's his name? Rajah Davis. Yeah, home run. I saw that too. Choking up. Extras. He was choking up and just right down the fucking line. That was like my wiffle ball home runs when I just choke up and I slap in and it hits the roof. I think that play made me dislike Aroldis Chapman. Why? specifically because you watch that video he just sits there with like this stupid fucking grin on his face <laughs> it's like you just let up a home run and you have a chance to lose the world series now why the fuck are you smiling well he never really seemed like he wanted to be a cub because when he got traded for the yankees i remember he straight up said like oh i love this organization i'm so sad yeah, thank right you blah back. blah blah yeah and then like it was kind of like oh he's going back but either way be fucking grateful you're on a world series team don't be a dick great trade by the yankees I think it's oh, a yeah. huge, huge trade for the it Yankees. It could be great for both teams. It got the Cubs their World Series. That's great. And then the Yankees traded half a season of Chapman, got Torres, and then got Chapman back. That's what the Dodgers need to do. Just trade half a season of someone. Be like, tell them, like, look, we'll give you a ring if we win. This If we so happen to win this year, and then we'll resign you next year, and we'll have both guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything else MLB. Um, I'm just waiting for the Mookie bets. And Do- the Dodgers are engaged in trade talks for Mookie bets. That's... That's what I want this offseason. I don't expect it. I'm not going to get upset if it doesn't happen. But if I had one dream move, it'd be Mookie Betts. Yeah. God, that, I would love that. And then the rule changes finally went into effect for next season. Pitchers oh, minimum three. Batters, 26 people on the roster now. Yeah. And then I think it was like an IL change for pitchers. Did they change it back to the deal? <laughs> no, I think pitchers. It's, it's back to 15, 15 days, instead of 10. teams, I don't know advantage. who. Taking advantage, you dirty the little absolute, blue motherfuckers. The Dodgers absolutely took advantage. Sorry, we have eight <laughs> starting pitchers and we can give a guy an off day. <laughs> but yeah, we would absolutely take advantage of that. Now we can't anymore. Yeah, I think that's about it for baseball, though, Jay. All right. Well, that and, uh, brings us been, to our. It's been a great. List. It's been a great decade of baseball, Jay. And you know what else has been a great decade of? Acting, actors, and actresses. <laughs> I was going to say that something. That was the most panicked response ever. <laughs> I was going to say something inappropriate, but Riley's, oh, Riley's mom listened to the podcast, actually. Oh, hello, Riley's she, mom. She liked it. I don't know if she's going to be a, um, you know, a continuous listener, but I'm trying to watch what I say now because last week I said that the bunny from Zootopia was attractive. Yeah. I and called that, you out on that. I said it was an anti-furry podcast. And that played in the po- in the car Ooh, to everyone. It's a bit but awkward. Some news, Ty. Riley said that they all said you were funny. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And that I had a radio voice, but you were funny. That's basically what this is. It's you have the radio <laughs> voice, and I'd make stupid fucking comments. I, I try to be funny at least sometimes. Well, you're funny too, but like I don't have a radio voice. Yeah, you do. And I'm, I'm okay with that. All right, so our actors slash actresses of the decade, Tyler. <clears throat> Based now, on performances, accolades. Yeah, so I did this. I did a giant graph, as I like to do <laughs> for these. not do that much work. I have. 
actors, standout actors, um, some big movies that I've seen them in. So I haven't. There's some people who might be higher up on this list if I had seen some of their movies. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. It's my list. Fuck off. I had some of those where I've seen some of their movies, but then they had other movies that I didn't see, but were also critically acclaimed. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to hold it against them that I didn't see it. If I know it's like a widespread critically acclaimed, I was I gave it to them. I, I had the same thing. So okay. we're still on my list. If I would have saw it and I loved it, maybe they're a little higher. Yeah. But it did factor into it. And then awards. I only did Oscars, but uh, I have some award stats that definitely I looked helped at to awards. get some people in. I looked at awards, but I did not um, like write it down or anything. I did best actor, actress, and also best supporting actor, actress. And uh, that's about it. But that helped sculpt my list, Jason. So we have our top 10 of the decade. Yep. Jason, why don't you start it off? All right, my first one. And again, with last week, if we have them on our list, we can talk about them. Yeah. Don't give it away. My first one is totally a personal favorite. He doesn't belong to... He doesn't deserve to be in this list with these other people. Maybe next Maybe next decade he will, based on the way he's trending. Maybe he's an up-and-coming star. It's just a personal favorite of mine, so I gave him the number 10 spot. Sorry. Hate me if you want it. It's John Cena. Mm. John Cena... You could make somewhat of a case, not for being top 10, but just his case being he's following The Rock's footsteps. He started the decade just being a wrestler. He ended the decade actually being a recognizable name in Hollywood. We're not wrestling, not just wrestling fans watch him because he got cast in Fast and the Furious 9, which comes out next year. Suicide Squad 2021. He got cast in Doolittle, which comes out next year. So those movies don't, you know obviously count towards this but he's getting cast in some big movies so he's obviously making an impact he's definitely on the up and up some movies he was in 2010 the fred movie or fred the oh, movie jesus <laughs> I, i'd have i didn't see that i just was being stupid i forgot about that guy I forgot that guy was a thing <laughs> <laughs> do you know he like sold his youtube channel to like some like cause or whatever really so it's like a youtube channel that has like a million two million subscribers but gets like barely any views because no one is active on it anymore <laughs> fuck um daddy's home and Daddy's Home 2. Daddy's Home, he was just in for like 30 seconds. Yeah. But Daddy's Home 2, he got a chance to shine. Ferdinand. Ferdinand. Never saw it. Trainwreck, which he was phenomenal in Trainwreck. He, he did was the, the only good part of that movie. What is it? I know Bill Simmons does the something. Dion Waiters yeah. were, does did the, the most with the least amount of time. Big time John Cena in that he, movie. Oh, the scene where he's having sex with her and then the movie theater scene where he keeps <laughs> saying gay stuff to the other guy. Like Movie theater scene's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Bumblebee, which I actually didn't see surprisingly, but I heard was actually really good. Kind of reinvented the Transformers. Yep. Blockers made my top 10 funniest movies of the decade list. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a movie coming out. I think might have just came out. Playing with Fire. I think it looks garbage. It looks absolutely atrocious, but we're not going to talk about it. Um, But yeah, just personal favorite of mine. So not really apologizing that much about it. Wasn't even close to touching my list, but I like it on yours. Thank you. You're welcome, Jay. Number 10 for me, Jason. We're going to start off with some female don't give females enough love on this podcast. Can I say how many females I had or is that it? Um, go ahead. Then people will be guessing. I only had two. I had three. Oof. We're bad. I'm, I'm, I did it legitimately. Okay. All right. Number 10. Maybe they should be better. <laughs> <laughs> Who should be better? Actresses. And they'd be on my list. All right, Ty. Maybe Hollywood. You're, you're tiptoeing a fine line right now. <laughs> tiptoeing a fine line you know what i'm okay with the j because this actress had a great decade all right she was the star of a young adult novel movie franchise oh okay 
I see where you're going. I like this. Jennifer Lawrence. She nice. had all the Hunger Game movies, Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, I believe Red Sparrow and American Hustle were really good critical movie, like critic movies. Mm-hmm. I have not seen them, but I've heard great things. Mm-hmm. She comes in at number 10 for me, Jason. And uh, she was also in the new X-Men franchise. Yes, she which was. Which was atrocious, but I think they had one good movie. Still a big box office movie, though. Yeah, it's a, it's a good role. She had three Best Actress nominations, including one where she won for Silver Lightning's Playbook. Nice. And one Best Supporting Actress nom. Four nominations in the Oscars this decade. That's impressive. That's big-time numbers. That's very impressive. It's right up there for the best on the list. My issue was, again, I haven't seen them. All right. Her two best ones I haven't seen, probably. All right. She's number 10, though. Nice. Nice inclusion. Let me hear your number nine, Jay. So, I can already tell you went with a lot more, um, like, awards heavy than I did. Told you that. I, I will say, my list, several of my people... In terms of like actors of the decade, actresses of the decade, I looked at things like who made kind of who made the biggest name in the decade or like who kind of owned the decade. So maybe someone who wasn't huge before the decade and now they're massive. That kind of played a lot into mine. So this is one that approaches, but that's okay. This is one that might surprise you. And I threw it on there because I feel like he was slept on. And I feel like before this decade, he was like an up and coming guy. He was in some big movies. Yeah, he was in some big movies. So we can't say he wasn't known. I'm going to go with Jonah Hill. Mm. Number nine. Jonah Hill was in a lot of movies, dude. Like yes, a lot of good was. movies. How to Train, all of the How to Train Your Dragons. That's a great animated series yep. that you told me. Get him to the Greek top 10 comedy movie of the decade for you, Ty. Yes, it was. Megamind. Great honorable Honestly, mention. probably would have been a top 10 animated movie for me if I would have remembered it. <laughs> Not going to lie. Okay. Moneyball. Fantastic baseball movie. Yes, it was. I know The Sitter was like a crude humor movie. It I saw part funny. of it. It was yeah. pretty funny. 21 and 22 Jump Street. Both of them. My this, best comedy of the decade. I didn't know this, but he was in uh, Django Unchained. He plays a, a KKK guy. He, he was still in it. It's actually really, I think it's just like a short scene, but the scene's on Twitter and it's fucking hilarious. All right. This is the end. Another movie that you plays himself. I have never seen The Watch. Don't know if you know anything about that. Uh, it was all right. It's got Ben Stiller. I think it has Aliens. The Wolf of Wall Street. Great movie. The Lego Movie as Green Lantern, great movie. Twenty Two Jump Street, uh, True Story. Don't know that one. Hail Caesar. Don't know that one. Do you know either of those? No. Sausage Party, great movie. Top ten animated and funniest movie of the decade. Yep. Have you seen War Dogs? I haven't seen War Dogs. I have not. The Lego Batman movie. Yep. Not a great movie. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. That's probably like an indie project. Um, and the Lego Movie too. And the Beach Bum, which I haven't seen, but that's all—he's been in some movies. Also, um, two best supporting actor nominations. How do you know that? Nominated for two Oscars. Oh, I know how you know that. <laughs> Nominated for best performance by an actor in supporting role, The Wolf of Wall Street. Best performance by an actor in supporting role, Moneyball. And two Golden Glo- Golden Globes. I didn't do Golden. Best Globes. performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy, War Dogs. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a motion picture? Moneyball. So you're getting into all the other ones? Yeah, stuck to the Oscars. I was just saying. I didn't get into them at all until right this second. So, okay, whatever. Number nine on my list, Jason. Number nine was Jonah Hill for me. Number nine on my list. Jonah Hill. Not on my list. That would have been funny. Oh, he's not on your list? Well, not nine on my list. Oh, okay. (laughs) This guy, I thought he was an up-and-comer. All right. I recently found out he's like in his mid-30s. But maybe he hits his stride later in his career. Okay. He's the star of a blockbuster franchise 
about to make a million dollar movie. Uh, I apologize. A million? A billion dollar movie. I say that's a pretty cheap movie. <laughs> coming out in a few days. He was in a Black Klansman. And also Marriage Story, which I just raved oh. about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, Adam Driver. I had a feeling he'd be on your list. He's number nine. He's low on my list. After watching Marriage Story and the performance he put on, he's probably going to get a nomination for that. I didn't include it because they haven't done it yet for this year's movies. Um, Kylo Ren. He's the bad guy in a fucking Star Wars franchise. Yeah, that's a pretty, that's a big deal. A big fucking role. That's a role that'll set you up for the rest of your life. And then one supporting actor nomination, I believe, for Black Klansman. Um, another great movie. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's actually a really good movie. I want to see it, but I have not seen it. Not a lot to go off of, but I mean, you're the fucking star of a Star Wars franchise, about to make a billion dollar movie, and you're probably going to be in consideration for best actor, Marriage Story. Yeah. Got to put him on my list. Number nine. Not too high up, but he's on my list. I like it. All right. Appreciate that, Jay. Number eight for me goes along with this kind of made a name for themselves this decade. Also has some strong performances in there. Okay. Ranked as the 18th, 18 on the star meter on IMDb right now. Ooh, that's pretty high. So they made, before this decade, definitely was not a big name. I didn't know this person, at least. Um, Before this decade, they only have... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven things on their IMDb, and they all look like low TV stories, TV series. It's a name I always pronounce wrong, and I'm going to pronounce it wrong again on purpose. Who you have? Margaret Robbie. Oh, Margot Robbie is the correct pronunciation. Again, was not a name in Hollywood at all at the start of the decade. I think that's safe to say. At least I didn't. Have you seen Neighbors TV series? She was in like five. No, she was in 300 episodes. Jesus. Maybe people knew her from that. ICU, never seen that. Elephant Princess, never seen that. Vigilante, never seen that. Also, just while we're here, I did not include any TV actors or performances. This was film only. Um, I didn't either. I didn't use it as my criteria, but one of my actors does benefit from it, but I don't really count it as part of my reasoning. Okay. Um, but yeah, this decade really made a name for herself. You know, she was in The Wolf of Wall Street in another DiCaprio movie recently with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I still haven't seen, which I'm very upset about. Her is fantastic. Yeah, I know. I need to watch it before our uh, decades rankings because I'm fairly certain it's probably going to make the list. Yeah, I've heard it's probably one of the best movies. Um, she was in the terrible, uh, what what's it called movie? Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad movies. But, but that's, that's still a big role. role. That's a big role. Yeah. I, Tanya, which I haven't seen, but it popped up on our IMDb. I think it's like a... I think it's fairly decent. I don't know. The Tarzan, pretty decent role. She had a big, she had a big coming out party. Peter Rabin, Peter Rabin, Peter <laughs> Rabbit, uh, Terminal. I never saw. Oh, that one movie. I remember this movie. A uh, Fox Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. What the fuck? That movie. Um, and then what else was she in? There's one more. I think I'm missing out on. No, I think that's it. She had a big decade. She just had. She came. It was a coming out party for Margot Robbie, and I, I, I gave it to her. She's been nominated for one Oscar, by the way. With another 15 wins and 74 nominations, he was nominated by Best Performance by an Actress in the Leading Role, I, Tanya. Oh, shit. And she, I don't know how much she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but maybe. I heard that. I, the one complaint I heard is that they didn't use her enough. That's what I've also heard. But I don't know how much you need to be used for supporting actress nomination. So who knows? Number eight on my list. Number eight on my list, Jason. We're sticking with a feminine track record here. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I don't I said, know. You said that's so weird. I said that as weird as I possibly could. <laughs> it's a female. Uh, got that. Not a penis. Got got that. She. Well, let's let's start here. She has one nomination and a win for best actress. 
two nominations for Best Supporting Actress. Okay. She's in one of my favorite, no, I'm going to easily, easily my favorite romantic comedy of the decade. Okay. She's in two Spider-Man movies that are shit on. Zendaya. But I enjoy them. Zendaya. (laughs) Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. She's in Easy A, which is a good movie. Crazy mm-hmm. Stupid Love. That's the one with Wilfred, uh, Steve Carell? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a great we movie. We watched that together. I don't know if you remember that. I don't. First time I you ever watched it was this. with me. I think we've talked Just about this. Just keep that in mind. It was one of my favorite That's why you love comedies. it so much. It probably is. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Now, not good movies. I think she was good in them. Okay. She was in Zombieland 2 here recently. Mm-hmm. Most importantly, La La Land. Oh, yeah. Which is her win for Best Actress. The Help, also another critically acclaimed movie. Okay, sure. I, I haven't know, seen it. I was just saying. But La La Land. I don't like musicals. I fucking love this movie. You don't like musicals? Musicals are pretty good. I'm not a big musical guy, but I fucking love that movie. So she takes number eight on my list. Emma Stone was um, someone who I knew was should have made my list um, when I, you know, me and Riley were talking about it. She's like, oh, Emma Stone's had a really good decade. I haven't seen like any of those movies. Just Crazy Stupid Love, which I didn't even realize. And I think I've seen like 30 minutes of Easy A. So that was the one. Easy A was a big time TV movie that I have watched probably 100 times. That was the one I mentioned before the list where I said there was someone that probably should have been on the list based on what they did. But I didn't see like anything they did. And that was Emma Stone. I'll just say now, spoiling it, she's not on my list. That's fine. She should have been. But you have not seen her body work. You saw Zombieland 2, right? No. You haven't seen Zombieland 2 even? No. Whatever. Number seven is Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Um, he's just the face. Who's he in? He was the face. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> um, he's was the face of the biggest film franchise probably ever. The only thing I think that could top it would be like a Star Wars Indiana Jones crossover. <laughs> um, I Kidding mean, about that. that would probably piss a lot I of mean, people Harrison off. Ford was in both. That's true. He's a star of one. <laughs> and a co-star of the other. <laughs> um. Yeah, he's just in all the Avengers movies. Um, that's why I kind of had him low on the list because he didn't really do anything else, but he still deserves to be on the list because he literally was the face of the biggest film franchise ever. It's fucking RDJ. That's all, all I need to say. That's all you need to say. Number seven on my list, Jason. Jumping up. Now, this was a person who his arguably his best performance and his best film, critically, I have not seen. Okay. That was an issue, but I know it's very good. I know everyone loves it. He is a villain for a big franchise. Oh, he's been a villain for two big franchises. Okay. And that's Tom Hardy. Oh. Now, Tom Hardy was in Inception. I would have never guessed that. Tom Hardy was in Inception. Okay. Which is a great movie. The Dark Knight Rises is as Bane. Mm -hmm. Great movie. Mm -hmm. He's Venom. Oh, yeah. Uh, There's a movie, This Means War. It has him and Chris Pine in it. It is another romantic comedy. I feel like I've seen that. It's a romantic comedy with Reese Witherspoon. And they're like FBI agents, but they're dating the same woman. It's kind of funny. I don't know. I just threw it in there. Oh, I haven't seen that. But Biggest one, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah. I have not seen it. I know it's loved. I know it's a huge fucking movie. And I had to give him some credit because Tom Hardy's a goddamn good actor. He has one Best Supporting Actor nomination. And uh, he's, he's a great fucking actor. He's a, he's a bona fide movie star. That's why he's seven on my I'll list. I'll ruin it. He's not on my list. He's seven on my list. Didn't even think about him. That's fine. He's seven on my I list. I could have made a name of a list of 20 people. I probably would have never thought of him. 
That's he slept. It's my fault. And you know what, Jason? The next guy on my list has slept on too. Little spoiler. We'll get to it. All right, I'm gonna go with someone whose IMDb is just littered with movies that aren't that great. Okay, but again, coming out party this decade. Prior to this decade, it was kind of like a no name. Not kind of, pretty much was a no name in Hollywood. Still trying to find his footing, become a big name. This guy's actually in a movie. He's in the forty year old version. Didn't know that until I well, I until I watched it. Obviously, is it Jonah Hill? But I was like, holy shit, this guy was in forty year old version. Look how young he looks. Jonah Hill's in forty year old version. It's Kevin Hart. <laughs> Okay. Again, not a critically acclaimed actor, but if you just think about the most popular actors from this decade, the actors that mainstream will remember, it's Kevin Hart. And before this decade, people didn't know him. He was in Little Fockers as a nurse in 2010. That shows how little he was. He played a nurse in Little Fockers with Ben Stiller. Wow. And then, you know, it just took off. Now he's in literally everything. I don't. What was his first big movie? I don't even know. He has. I think he had a lot of side roles because I remember him. And in, I remember him in the forty-year-old virgin. Yeah, and I think he comes in to buy something and gets in an argument with someone, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, um, he's in. This is the end. Oh, and then it really starts. Grudge match. That was like the boxing movie, or whatever. Ride along. About last night, I think was a big was ride along his first starring big time movie. I think so. About last night. Think like a man to get hard ride along to central intelligence secret life of pets this is where it really starts taking off he's in captain underpants movie the upside which is actually i heard like a really good movie jumanji welcome to the jungle this new jumanji night school which is again another uh Terrible comedy <laughs> um and oh i guess he made a cameo in the new uh fast and the furious spinoff oh i think i did hear that i don't know kevin hart's and everything and I made, put him on the list. That's definitely quantity over quality pick. Yeah. It's your list. It is my list. You're right. Can't argue it. Jason, I said my next actor is slept on. Yeah. I think everyone in the general public knows who he is. Mm-hmm. He has zero nominations this decade. Okay. For best actor or best Kevin supporting Hart. actor. Kevin Hart. Now, this is a man, though, when you think of him, you think of him as an award-winning actor. He's got no love. He just recently starred as a villain in a Spider-Man movie. And that's Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know why I thought of Michael Keaton. <laughs> it's not Michael Keaton. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, the movie Source Code, I've heard is pretty good. End of Watch was like a heartbreaker. I've watched the first half of it. It's pretty okay. good first half. Okay. <laughs> I haven't finished it. It's, it's halfway done on Netflix. Southpaw, which is a fucking fantastic mm-hmm. boxing movie. Mm-hmm. I think it came out right around Creed. And it might have been overshadowed because I remember that movie. Sylvester Stallone was in the other one. Yeah, I remember that movie. Southpaw's a great fucking movie. And then Far From Home. He was a great villain in a Marvel franchise movie. I don't... All right. I think when you think of Jake Gyllenhaal, he has a lot of indie movies that I know are very, like, everyone fucking loves them, but they've getting, got no, like, critical love. Mm-hmm. Like the main Oscars and shit. And he's one of those guys where when you heard fucking Jake Gyllenhaal was joining the MCU, you're like, oh, my God, I hope they don't fucking kill him off because we want him around. He's such a good actor. Yeah. I think he, again, is a bona fide fucking A-lister star. Hasn't gotten the love he deserves, but he's six on my decades list. I think he's a little high, but. You know what? Maybe that's a little little personal bias. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. (laughs) My number five is um, Jennifer Lawrence. You already named all her accolades. I don't Number have 10. to repeat them. Um, the reason I ranked her higher, again, like I said, coming into your own this decade, kind of played a big part in a lot of these people. 
and she came into her own. No name in Hollywood before. Got the role in Hunger Games. I really shot her off. She might have. Did she do something before Hunger Games? I was big, or was that her first big big role? That's probably her first big big role because that was a huge fucking role. Was in you know other big movies. And that was that 2012, you... which was the same year Silver Lining Playbook. Yep, was in other you know big big movies you mentioned Silver Lining's Playbook. She was in a The Hustler. What not Hustlers? What was it American called? Hustle? American Hustle. Again in the X Men. She just you know. Looking at it, she probably could have been higher on my list. I just think, again, she won some award, well, you know, was critically acclaimed, and then she came into her own. I think she was critically acclaimed, and she was part of huge franchises. Yeah. That's a double threat. She absolutely probably should have been higher on my list. Number five on my list, Jennifer Lawrence. So I respect that, Jason. Number five on my list. Let's hear it, buddy. This actor, he is 1A or 1B of the MCU. Oh. However... He has starred in movies outside of the MCU. Is this who I think it is? Chris Evans. Yes, it is. Now, I think Winter Soldier and Civil War are two of the best movies in the MCU. Um, I think Winter Soldier by itself is an amazing fucking film. Civil War is Avengers two and a half. Yeah. So it is what it is. He's in all the Avenger movies. Also in Knives Out, which recently released. And it's a great fucking role for him. All right. I love him in it. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, kind of steals the show in the second half of the movie, if we're being honest, without getting into spoilers. Do you know he's in Scott Pilgrim versus the world? It's written down, Scott Pilgrim yeah. versus the world. Complete fucking asshole. He's one of the boyfriends Michael Sarah has to fight. That's hilarious. And uh, there's another movie with this little girl. I don't remember the name of it, and I don't remember the entire plot, but I remember enjoying it when I saw it. Gifted? Maybe? Yeah. Looks like, gift, yeah, gifted. Of uh, Frank, a single man raising his child prodigy niece. So when you give me an actor who not only has starred and been, again, either 1A or 1B of a giant franchise. Yeah. And also has great work outside of that. Hasn't been nominated for a Golden Globe or an Oscar. Again, zero nominations. But the MCU kind of kind of sways me with that. Yeah, Ty, I'm going to be honest. I don't think that's a good pick. But it's your list. You also, like uh, Snowpiercer. Was another movie, which I've heard is very good. One of the ones that was looked over for awards. I don't, I don't love your pick, but it's your list. You like Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and I'm, a, and you just saw Knives Out, so maybe you got a little recency bias. My thing is, he's great as Captain America, but he's also a well-rounded actor who can play an asshole. Oh, and right. we look back at this decade. He's been in a bunch of great fucking films. Now, my top four, my Mount Rushmore, I think is kind of like, it's nice. It's okay. nice. I, I, I can see how you can have other people on the Mount Rushmore, but I think this is a damn good Mount Rushmore. I think we have a mixture of critically acclaimed along with being in big movie or being in a big franchise along with just being a big name in Hollywood. Number three, excuse me, number three, number four, Bradley Cooper. Number four? Number four, Bradley Cooper. Okay. I was looking at Bradley Cooper's and maybe upon looking at my list now, he might, he probably should have been number three. Oh, well, made him as number four. He was in some some uh, critically acclaimed movies. Ty didn't really think of Bradley Cooper as a player. You think of I think of Bradley Cooper. I think of Hangover. I'm like, oh, he's just he's a funny guy. Stars Born, obviously, haven't seen, but did great in that. You know, not going to take away from that. I haven't seen it. Gave it a 92, 94. The Mule. I heard is a good movie. He's in obviously he's in Guardians and Avengers. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Haven't seen that. Um, American Sniper. Again, another movie he was nominated. Might have won for. I'm not sure. He was also in American Hustle. Hangover Part 2 shouldn't be ignored. (laughs) 
Silver Linings Playbook. And um, yeah, I think that was about it. The A-team also. The A-team at the beginning of the decade. You were correct. Three Great be- case for Bradley Cooper. Three Best Actor nominations, one Best Supporting Actor nomination. Great decade Has for Bradley Cooper. Has been in giant franchises. Yeah. And uh, just throw in there, mm-hmm. I believe he won a Sexiest Man Alive award in this decade. <laughs> so just a little, a little feather in his cap. <laughs> was your number four? Yeah. My number four, Jason, I believe is your number one. Okay. He has not been a part of any big franchise. Okay. But, I mean, come on. he's This guy is a fucking Hollywood royalty, basically, at this point. Hollywood royalty, all right. Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo da Vinci. The Wolf of Wall Street, Inception, The Great Gatsby. I have not seen Django Unchained, but I've seen the scene of him cutting his hand and still acting about a million fucking times. Oh, yeah. Revenant. Revenant, which he won. Uh, best actor nomination that was the for the one that finally and then once put him upon over a, the hump. Once upon a time in Hollywood, which uh, again neither of us have seen. N- but. Very minimally, he's going to get a nomination for best actor. Oh yeah, um, he's fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, you can't say anything bad about this guy. I know my issue. Why I put him at fourth? Uh, yeah, I haven't seen The Revenant. I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And if I have seen those movies, maybe he's a little higher. I don't know if you mentioned Inception. I didn't mention Inception. Shutter yeah. Island too. Also Shutter Island. He's in a bunch of great fucking movies great that I Gatsby. haven't seen. I, I said that one. Oh, okay. and I love Great Gatsby. I watched Great Gatsby before I read the book. So when I was reading the Great Gatsby book, all I visited was Leo. That's like that was the Hunger Games for me. I didn't see the Hunger Games, but I saw like the trailers and stuff. So I pictured Katniss Everdeen. I think I mentioned that before. And you know what? Episode the Great Gatsby book, my favorite book I've ever read. Read probably because of this man. You actually read it? Yeah, we had his Chambers class. class? Yeah. yeah, we were in the same class. Yeah, I read it, Jay. I didn't. I did. Number three on my list, Ty. It's the one you're going to be the most upset about. And I probably should have flipped uh, number three, number four. I realize that now, but you know what? It is what it is. It is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Mm, that's absurd. Why is that absurd? Because he that is 100% quantity over quality. He's been in one good movie I can think of. Everything else is just such normal trash. Jumanji, great movie. Moana. That is the one good movie I can think of. Jumanji's not a good movie. It's an all right movie. Okay. I didn't make my top um, ten comedy. He's in probably the second or third or fourth biggest um, action. I will give you that. I'd say he's he's big in time Fast franchise. And the Furious. But I hate that franchise. I love Jumanji, it, but it's garbage. Rampage. It's a big action movie. Skyscraper. Big action movie. Baywatch was a huge reboot. Flopped. Moana. Central Intelligence. Uh, let's see. We're keep going. San Andreas. Another Furious movie. He was in Hercules. Another Furious movie. Pain and Gain with the Marky Mark. Empire State, never saw that one. G.I. Joe, forgot that was even one of them. Journey to the Mysterious Island, saw that in theaters in 3D, hurt my eyes. Um, the other guys, brief. Tooth Fairy, few seconds. Brief. And yeah, from The Rock, The Rock is the biggest star in Hollywood. And if you're going to give it to Chris Evans, I don't understand why you're so upset about The Rock. Because Chris, Chris Evans, Evans hasn't won anything either. I mean, if you go outside of the Oscars... He's been in great performances. He'll probably get a little bit of love from lower things for Knives Out. Snowpiercer, I know for almost a fact, he's gotten a lower level award. A lower level award? The Rock has lower level awards. And you can't say The Rock's a bad actor. I mean, The Rock just plays himself in every movie at this point, though. I'm I'm just saying, if you're going to go Chris Evans just because the MCU... You're giving The Rock that because of of his name? Yeah, he is a top 10... How can you say The Rock is not a top 10 actor of the decade? Doesn't mean he's great, but... He is the biggest guy in Hollywood. I'm doing my list off talent, Jason. Then why is Chris Evans number five? 
Chris Evans is not the Captain fifth America most talented. Is a depth, no. depth role. Chris Evans is not the fifth most talented we'll actor Chris Evans over the Rock. in Hollywood. He's not over the, the fifth most talented. The Rock is not okay, the third. And The Rock has bigger movies. <laughs> bigger movies than the fucking Avengers? Um, my, my thing is not talent. I didn't say it was talent. He's in Furious. He was in all the action movies he's in. Furious is the one franchise that is close up there. The money they make. He's like the highest grossing. No, he's not the highest grossing. He was like, he broke a record for the longest straight weeks on having a movie number one. He had that run where he had like almost a whole year where his movie was number one in the box office. All right. Definitely disagree with it. I think he's a movie star. I don't think he's a great actor. And I think there's a difference. I don't think Chris Evans is a top 10 actor. Well, he's top five. Definitely not. Number three on my list, Jason. I said I had three women on my list. You did. I've only mentioned two. Yes. This actress. When I went through her filmography, Jesus fucking Christ. She was she was shooting for the one spot almost. Okay. Feel like I missed her then. Iron Man 2, all of the Avenger movies. Oh, okay. Voice work in her and The Jungle Book. She was in The Warner Soldier, which again, I love that movie. She was in Marriage Story. She was in Jojo Rabbit. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Again, no awards, no Oscars. She might get some love for JoJo. 99% sure she's going to get some love this year between Marriage Story and JoJo Rabbit, which both were fucking killer roles for her. Okay. Great roles. And she was part of the fucking MCU. Yeah, she was. She's done great voice acting work. And I mean, just that level of fucking that many great movies. Number three on my list. Okay. I stand by it. Not going to say anything anymore, Ty. Not going to say anything. I easily stand by that. No problem with that. feel like just based on having Chris Evans on this and having also Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson, I feel like you're being a little swayed by the movies you've seen recently. Just saying. Well, you know what, Jay? We'll get to it with the next two then. That's all I'm saying. That's what you're thinking. Number two on my list is um, a guy who I don't know if he has any uh, nominations, but he's been in several massive franchises. He's the guy I was uh, selling high on in this list because I think if you look at the decade in terms of turning into a nobody into a somebody, he really did that this decade. And I just think now he's one of the biggest names in Hollywood and he's in multiple big things and I just love him. All right. It's Chris Pratt. Number two. I don't know if he's been nominated for anything. Don't really care. He's got 17 wins, but nothing big. But multiple huge franchises. Again, coming into his own. He's in Moneyball. That was kind of a low role, whatever. But that's a great movie. And then, you know, obviously he was in Parks and Rec. That was the one person where I said I didn't consider TV, but that's kind of what was his coming out party, Parks and Rec. He's in Zero Dark Thirty. Don't know how long he was in that. Didn't see that movie. He was in the movie Her. Then he was in the Lego movie. He's in Guardians. He's in Jurassic World. And I think he's in one more that I'm missing out on. No, I think that's it. That's three big franchises, though. Lego, Avengers, Jurassic World. He was going to be number 10. I booted him off the list. That's fine. I think he has done great in the Guardians movies, which would have carried it for me. The Jurassic World movies are terrible. The Big, first one was good. What the second mean? one is garbage. The first one's okay. The average is terrible. Big time franchise, though, so I can overlook it. He did great in the Lego movie. The first one won 15 awards. It's not that bad. <laughs> it's not that good, though. It, it was only good because of the name. The second one has it my... It was a good movie. The second one has my favorite stupid thought process ever of any movie 
I'm going to go on a rant about the second one. Okay. The second one is fucking hilarious. The second, one. the second one, like their big fucking villain or whatever, the big like bad thing at the end is they make this like super like super dinosaur that's like a fucking killing machine. Mm-hmm. And the way they use it is they use a gun and they point the gun at someone and they hit a button and there's a laser on the person and it emits a sound and then the dinosaur attacks the person. Okay. If you have to line up the gun and aim at someone, why wouldn't you just use a normal gun and shoot them? <laughs> it is the most well, useless, they use, overthought piece of shit I've ever... Well, did they use the giant dinosaur to fight another dinosaur? Because you can't just no. shoot a dinosaur. No. Oh. He was attacking people, and they were auctioning him off. And it was supposed to be for wars. And you were supposed to point those guns at people and pull the trigger so a bullet cannot fly at them. But instead, a dinosaur will fucking run out of somewhere. And it's awesome. <laughs> it's very entertaining. That's pretty bitching, though. It is the dumbest, the, the dumbest idea I've ever heard in any movie ever, though. It's absurd. So that's the thing they're fighting? I mean, that yeah, it's like the bad dinosaur at the end, and then there's some <laughs> other shit. It's hilarious. Nice. Either way, almost on my list was not. I don't hate it. I think right. it's way too high up. Number two, Chris Pratt? Way too high up. You're going to hate my number two, though. <laughs> I hate, I've hate. i hated a few of yours. <laughs> You're going to hate my number two, and I love my number two. He was on Let your me list. guess. He's in Jojo Rabbit or Knives Out or what that's else? What, I said. what other movie have you seen You're recently? being absurd because it's not. Reason biasy. It's people <laughs> recent biasy. <laughs> it's people with great, great resumes. And this man, Jason, appeared multiple times on my comedies list. Appeared multiple times on my animated list. Oh, it's Jonah Hill. It's fucking Jonah Hill. You give me an actor who can star in my favorite comedy of the decade. He can then go out and star in The Wolf of Wall Street and win his Best Supporting Actor nomination. And then in Moneyball possibly one of the best sports movies of the decade and get a sporting actor nomination and then do the voiceover work in the Lego movie sausage party, how to train your dragon, get him to the Greek is an underrated fucking gem. I think he was just kind of coming up as the decade started. Mm-hmm. And I think he has gone through the whole transition of being a great comedy actor to being a well-respected actor. Mm-hmm. And now he's making movies and directing movies. This decade has been Jonah Hill's decade. He has been fantastic in every genre, every type of movie you can think of. Yeah. He's number two on my list. The one knock I had against Jonah Hill and why I didn't have him higher is he's never the guy in a movie. That was my one knock. I couldn't make him high on the list when every, you think about every movie, like it's either been a supporting role or in the case of 21 and 22 Jump Street, it was more like shared stardom. He's never been the guy in a big movie or even in a critically acclaimed movie. I mean- you can't argue that. He's still However, on my list. But. He's won awards for being the second. No, guy. yeah, no, yeah. But and so I think he's if he's a top casted, whether he's one or two, because I mean twenty one, twenty two, Jump Street, he's easily one A, one B right there with those guys. He's essentially the second biggest character in the Wolf of Wall Street, which is he one is, of my favorite movies. But it's movies. still DiCaprio. And it is still DiCaprio's, and then Moneyball. Lower. He's the second guy with Brad Pitt. Yeah. But the fact that he can hold his own with Leonardo DiCaprio, no, Brad yeah. Pitt. I'm saying he's on my list. He's on your list, but I'm just I'm just standing up for him because he's my number two actor. And I figured if a guy is all over both of my other decades list, he's got to be a dominant factor in this list. That is interesting to think about, though. He hasn't had a single movie where he's the guy. He's definitely a co-starring. Like He, he works well with other people. I guess the only one would be one I haven't seen and that's uh what's it called the the com which isn't a critically acclaimed movie but just being like way above every other actor um the sitter wasn't he like it was him and then 
that was Cliff his. and then everyone else. Yeah. Which again, that was just a stupid comedy, so I'm not gonna like hold that against him. We're looking at it how it is critically I mean, acclaimed. Even but... going back, uh, Super Bad, he was a co-star. It was yeah. him and Michael Sarah. Yeah. Uh, Mega Mind, he's a co-star in that. Oh, Mega Mind. Mega Mind. Yep. Forgot to throw that out there. He's a co-star in Mega Mind. He's in Evan Almighty. I didn't know that. I like that movie. Yeah, I think he's a he's one of the assistants for Evan in Evan Almighty. Wow. Knocked up. I, I mean, he's always kind of just been side character. Well, like the other guy, not the main guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's in 40-Year-Old Virgin, too. Either way, I mean, you just look at what he's been a part of, the things he's done, and his career path this decade. I think he's the number two best actor of the decade. All right. I wonder who your number one is. <laughs> is it going to piss me off? No. Is it fucking RDJ? No. It's going to be Bradley Cooper. Um, number one is Leonardo DiCaprio. Again. First, you know, for someone who is saying they're picking the best actors, that was how your list was made. I'm surprised he wasn't higher considering he's been in, like, you know, all the best movies of the decade, it seems like. Number four on my list, and I made it very clear that he would have been higher if I would have saw his other good movies. He's just been in every, – everything he makes is good. Everything. And it's just he's – He's the guy. If you're like I said, he's Hollywood trying to, royalty. If you're trying to make a great movie, Leonardo DiCaprio is the first person you call. Hollywood royalty. He's elite. He's been elite the past decade and this decade. Mm-hmm. I just have not seen enough of his elite shit. That's fair. Otherwise, yeah, maybe he would have been one. He's been acting forever. Jeez, he's old. He's older than I thought he was. He's he's getting up there for sure. He's uh oh, he's not that old. He's forty something. Forty five. Jason, you ready for my number Damn, one? He's been acting since he was really young then. Yeah, it's fucking Bradley Cooper. It's Bradley Cooper. Because you've recently seen Star is Born and it's fresh in your mind. That was like earlier this year. Recently seen it. Go ahead, though. I'm just being a shit. Bradley Cooper. I raved about him while you were talking about him. What was he on your list? Like eight? Uh, no, he was four. Was he four? Yeah. I said he probably should have oh, been Oh, I three. think Jonah Hill was lower on your list. That was the other one. Yeah. Bradley Cooper. Again, the A-team. I don't know if you've seen Limitless. No. It's not that good of a movie, but it's got a good concept, and I think he's entertaining in it. Uh, it's like, oh, you can only use 15% of your brain normally. This pill oh, yeah, 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 100% yeah. of it. I remember that movie. It's a pretty good performance out of him in it. The Hangover 2 and 3. <laughs> I think the t- Hangover 2 gets shit on because it's literally just a rehash of one. Yeah. If you take, which I am, I'm taking one out of the conversation <laughs> because it's just this decade. The Hangover 2 is a good fucking movie. <laughs> okay. I don't remember anything from 3, but I know he was in it. Yeah. Silver Linings Playbook is one of my favorite movies of all time. Never seen it. It's fucking great. It's a serious movie, but it's funny and it's sad and a whole lot of emotions going on. And I believe he got, I think he got a nomination for it. And then Jennifer Lawrence won for it. I could tell you what he's been nominated for. I know he has three Best Actor nominations, one Best Supporting Actor nomination. He's been nominated for seven. He's been nominated. uh, He was nominated. Okay, well, well, seven all time. Just himself, best performance, leading role, Star is Born, uh, best performance, leading role, American Sniper, best performance, supporting role, American Hustle, and best performance, leading role, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah. So, Silver Linings Playbook. He has brought to life a fucking raccoon. Can I um interject real quick? Yeah, go ahead. He directed The Star is Born? Yes. The Star is Born? A Star is Born? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's why that movie's even more of a fucking feather in his cap. 
Okay. Again, he's brought to life a raccoon in the biggest fucking franchise in the world yes. for four movies now. American Sniper. Badass American film, Jason. <laughs> and if you don't put him at one on your list, you're on American. He's up on Mount Rushmore. He's a great fucking actor. And A Star is Born. I fucking love A Star is Born. It was one of the best movies I saw this year as well. You just go head to toe. Again, same thing with Jonah Hill. Multifaceted. This guy. The Hangover, Guardians of the Galaxy. Comedies, superhero type movie, even if it is just voice work. American Sniper, a fucking war movie. A Star is Born, where he's a fucking drug addict singer. And he's singing great fucking songs. He had a hit single. <laughs> Man had a hit single from a fucking oh movie. Oh my gosh. And Silver Linings Playbook, which is funny and emotional and a great fucking movie all by itself. Again, American Hustle, I have not seen. Heard it's a great movie. Yep. And I think there's another one, too. Head to toe, this has been his decade. And I don't think there's any way, unless you've seen all of DiCaprio's movies, you can say anyone's better than Bradley Cooper. (laughs) Are we leaving off Bradley Pitt? Bradley Pitt? (laughs) Brad Brad Pitt? I left uh, him off because I don't think he's had enough good shit this yeah. decade. Yeah, I looked at him. him. He probably could have gotten like a 10 spot. What he's in is... In, oh, yeah, he's in Deadpool too. Oh, that's right. For like one frame. Literally one frame. <laughs> <laughs> um, honorable, I love how he gets credit for that. It's funny. <laughs> honorable mentions. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. Big time actor, but not that many good movies. I didn't make any honorable mentions, but keep going. Um, he's in both the Deadpools. But then he's also in the Green Lantern. Good movie. No. <laughs> Detective Pikachu is a good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen De- Detective Pikachu. But, good movie. Uh, voice work in that on oh, my touchpad. Even though it didn't make sense to me, but I don't want to ruin it for you. But continue. <laughs> uh, James McAvoy, who's in the X Men franchise and Ooh, the Split. He probably yeah, I like him. Joaquin Phoenix has been in a couple of really good roles. But there wasn't a big enough body work for me this decade to put him on the list. Okay. And uh, Ryan Gosling, who had like three good movies. But one of them was La La Land, and I fucking love La La Land. (laughs) Also, Crazy Stupid Love, which I said was my favorite rom-com. Ryan Gosling, yes, he is in that movie. I feel like you can make a case for Joaquin. Because the movies he was in was pretty big. I mean, Joker, I don't know how Joker's going to do in terms of uh, awards and whatnot. He'll probably at least get a nomination. Her was a really good I think, movie. Uh, I don't even know. But other than that, I haven't yeah. seen any. And I know he's respected and does great in all of his roles, but it wasn't a big enough body of work despite. Hey, maybe he makes an appearance next week when we do our top performances of the decade. Yeah, he probably will. He's been nominated for three Oscars. Only one of them was in this decade. It was the uh, best performance by an actor in the leading role, The Master, 2012. And he'll probably get two with The Joker. You think so? I don't. I don't know. They're just weird with comic book movies. Yeah, but I think he'll get it. Another one, uh, Hugh Jackman. I didn't put him on there, but he was in Logan, which is a great movie, and The Greatest Showman, which is a good comedy. But other than that, besides playing his comic book character, he's mostly done other shit. Yeah, I can't even think of anyone else right now. I didn't really prepare honorable mentions. It's okay. This is what it is. I was not ready for this. How about? Um, Oh, you know who someone I thought of? Who? Chadwick Boseman. I thought of that. Um, he's definitely a black icon between fucking Jackie Robinson and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But he, again, coming into his own this decade. 
But yeah, it was his, the body line just wasn't big enough. Yeah, he had the Black Panther. I know he's in uh, forty-two. I think what is it, like thirty-two bridges, twenty-one bridges? Oh, that just came out. Yeah, I didn't see it. I've but... heard it wasn't good, but he's in it. Oh, um, thought about him. Obviously, didn't make the list. Will Ferrell wasn't even considered. Um, oh, what about not considered? Also, exception for my list, RDJ. Yeah, I didn't realize that you didn't have him. It hurt me to do it. But his best movie, one of his best movies, you know, Endgame Infinity War, the first Iron Man was 2008. Yeah. So Iron Man 2 and 3 weren't that good. They were all right. I mean, they're good comic book movies. Weren't that great. He's good in Civil War and good in the Avengers. But other than that, he had nothing. So I had to leave him off. What about, as an honorable mention, Mark Wahlberg? He He was a big name. I thought about him. He was a big name. He's in a couple of big comedies, Transformers. Ted, Entourage, but that was a show, right? Yeah, that was a show. A very highly touted show. Instant Family, again, I heard that was pretty good. Um, the Fighter, I think he's in. The Fighter, yeah. Which is another like really good movie, um, like well-received. The Other Guys. Great movie. The Other Guys. Great movie. Maybe Mark Wahlberg could have made my list. Maybe I didn't give him enough tension. Yeah, he probably would have been number 10 if I didn't just throw John Cena on there just because I love John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ty, so we saw two movies this well, that past week, would you like to go first or second about talking about these movies? I'm going to go first, Jay. Did you make a movie rating thing? No, I did not. We haven't seen this a movie, the same movie We got to go while. see Star Wars. Okay, Tyler, so you're going first? I'm going first, Jason. Six Underground. It is a Netflix movie. It is directed by the one and only Michael Bay. Yes. Stars Ryan Reynolds. Um, Dave Franco is probably the only other like big time name in it. Forgot about the Francos. I haven't been in anything in a quick minute. 21 Jump Street, 22 Jump Street. Well, in a quick minute, like <laughs> the last like year or two. Uh, well, he was just in Six Underground, Jason. Okay, okay. This movie is the most enjoyable piece of garbage ever created on the face of this earth. It is terrible. The plot is atrocious. The acting is terrible. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds looks like he is literally just collecting a paycheck, and it's fine. It's perfectly fine, because they have like a 60-minute fucking chase scene to start the movie <laughs> and it takes super long because it's a fucking amazing scene but like they cut away and explain each character's backstory in the middle of the scene oh okay so it'll be like oh this character because it's six people yeah six underground so it's all one and then it kind of does backstory and then goes back to the scene and then two and then the scene yeah i mean it is just explosions and action and shooting and it's absurd <laughs> it's the most absurd thing you've ever seen and I absolutely recommend it to everyone who wants to shut their brain off and just watch a big explosion movie. Very I'll gruesome. Probably not watch it, but I'll keep it in mind. Absolutely rated R. There are some brutal fucking scenes in it. Really? I mean, this scene, I mean, you have to see it. It doesn't spoil anything. A dude shoots a grenade launcher into a car mm-hmm. and it goes in slow-mo and the grenade hits the driver in the face and like breaks his nose and like busts the teeth out in slow motion. <laughs> and it like just goes by and you see it fucking hit him and then blows up the car. That sucks. Someone's head gets completely blown the fuck off and you get to see it. <laughs> uh, there's a couple of gruesome moments in it, but it is just the dumbest action movie that has ever been made. And it's okay. That's why it, they made it for Netflix. Yeah. It's nude bomb at, but the, at the box office. It, it had a budget of damn near $200 million, which is Jesus. absurd. It was like a $150 million budget, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my God. For a Netflix movie? Yes. Which is why I'm like, it's not a good movie. How does Netflix make money back on that? 
They like, who's getting a Netflix subscription in 2019 to see Six Underground? Everyone that wants Netflix already has Netflix. Budget 150 million dollars. I I would assume that they make money on shit like this by making it and getting conversation started on social media. Yeah, but... kind of like Bird Box had everyone talking and shit. Yeah. Um. So I think people could do it. I think they already have subscriptions, but they have to release dumb big movies like this to keep people. Yeah, keep people happy. Yeah. But 150 movie or 150 million dollars for a movie with 35 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Got 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a great movie. Do people like it more. It is a very enjoyable movie. It's just the dumbest plot you've ever seen, and at points it knows that. <laughs> and it's very aware of how absurd it is, but at other points it takes itself serious, which is where it gets bad. Yeah. If I they just would have committed to knowing this was a dumb, stupid action movie, it would have been way better. Yeah. But very gruesome, very entertaining. Don't go in expecting to have the greatest plot you've ever seen and plot twist, and it, it's just straightforward. <laughs> You're getting what you pay for. <laughs> and it's wonderful. All right. What did you see this week, Jay? Jumanji 2. Oh, does I have that one... Uh... One movie star and not a really good actor in it. Oh, th- those two, those two movie stars and not really good actors in it. <laughs> How was Jumanji too, Jason? At least I was I consistent. Believe I believe it's Jumanji next level. At least I was consistent. Consist what? Anyways, um, Jumanji the next level was a good movie. I was originally going to see Knives Out, but they didn't have a show time for the times mm-hmm. we were available, so we just saw Jumanji instead. Um, it was funny. I don't think it was as funny as the first one. Um, Danny DeVito's in this one. And I don't want to spoil anything, but it, it they they do something different with this movie. And so it's not the same people playing the same people. And I'm just going to spoil it. The Rock is Danny DeVito for half the movie. And it's pretty fucking funny. Only half the movie? Oh, fuck. I spoiled part of it. Okay. Well, you'll, you'll know what happens when you see it. <laughs> okay. Because I know it was like he was a different... He was one of the kids in the first movie. In this movie, he was playing someone else. He's Danny DeVito. I just ruined it. Sorry. Well, no, it's in the trailers that he's Danny DeVito. But I ruined that it's only half the movie. (laughs) Yeah, I'm confused by that. Well, you'll find out when you see it. Um, Him as Danny (laughs) DeVito was great. It was hilarious. Um, Akin Fenwa. That's not her name. What's her name? I don't know. Akin... Aquafina. Aquafina. (laughs) She's pretty good in it. Kevin Hart plays another old man. Like an old black gentleman. He's funny in it. I think um, he's actually fairly well-known actor, too. Oh, Morgan Freeman. Um, that is not that is not the person. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> I, Tyler, I know. Um, and it was just, it was funny. Uh, the movie was kind of like at the beginning. And, oh, Jack Black's in it as well. Yeah, he's in the first one. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. It's, it, there's some big names in this movie. Um, it definitely felt like they didn't really, they like, didn't have a good reason to make this movie. So like the plot in the beginning was just kind (laughs) of like terrible. Like your laptop just died. Yeah. It's all right though. No, the plot though, like the reasoning why they made another movie and like what happens to lead to the things of the second movie. It just was like, okay. It was very forced so they can make a second movie. Yes, exactly. That's what I expected. They were smart and they left it open for a third one instead of what I expected. closing the door after the first one <laughs> and then having to look stupid with the second one. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. wasn't as good as the first one. I don't think it was as funny as the first one. But it, it, there were some points that made me chuckle. Riley thought it was really funny. Riley really? laughed more at this one. Riley laughed so hard at everything that Dan, was like related to Danny DeVito. So she, she liked Danny DeVito. Chuckled. I, I guess so. I don't know. What she think of Dumbo? 
That movie sucked. That's what I heard. But if she liked it, I'd assume it's because Danny. DeVito that movie was, in it. was so boring. Heard it's terrible. Um, no, but Danny DeVito was a. Uh, he just played like an old grandpa who's out of touch. So they go into this Jumanji world, and you could just kind of you could see how that would confuse him. I mean, even in the trailers, you get a whole lot of that. Yeah, but it was just funny because like The Rock playing, you know, Danny DeVito, and then Kevin Hart playing the other old guy who's like also confused, but then like talks too slow and everything. It's just, <laughs> it was a good dynamic. It was funny. That's it what it's from the trailers. That's what I got is it was going to be really fun for those actors to be in the same movie playing different people basically yeah. in the same movie. Seemed like it'd be a good time and fresh take on it. Yeah. That's, I didn't know that. See, I don't, you know me, I don't really like watching trailers, so yeah. I didn't know they did that whole twist. So when they did that, I was like, oh yeah. Like, <laughs> and then uh, Nick Jonas is also in it and uh, Colin Hanks is also in it. Didn't realize that was Tom Hanks' son until Riley told me afterwards. I was like, Colin Hanks? Tom Hanks' son. He looks just like Tom Hanks. Because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wow, this guy looks like Tom Hanks. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> He's in King Kong. Really? Apparently, yeah. The 2005 King Kong. Um, I, I didn't know he had a son who acted. I didn't either until this movie. Who would have guessed? It's pretty good, though. I'd go see it. Definitely recommend if you, it. If you got something, if you, I mean, there's so many good movies coming out. Like, well, in big movies, just Star Wars, Knives Out right now. I think there's something else coming out soon that's kind of big. I just know there's several movies that I want to see in the movie theater right now. So I understand if you don't see the movies, but the second it's in Redbox, I would definitely recommend seeing it because it's a nice way to spend a Friday night. Yeah. That's my review. Star Wars is going to dominate everything. But if you're not into Star Wars, go see that or Knives Out. Yes. Go enjoy movies. What? See who you like more in the podcast, whose movies you agree with, whose list you agree with more. And make that your decision for Jumanji or Knives Out. I, I already said I wanted to see Knives Out first, so that doesn't really help my case, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. This is a fun pod, Jay. It's always fun. My list was much better. That's fine. But that's okay. That's fine. You got anything else? No, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.